Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, let's do it live on a Victory Monday edition of the program presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. This is all you wanted. Oh, you, All you wanted, brother. You want a little uh, bit of hope. You wanted Jacoby to go out on a high note. You I get did. that. I sure did. did. I didn't know if it was going to happen, and yet it did. Neither In thrilling did I. fashion. Oh, just you talk about this Cleveland Browns team, what we talked about all year, just not being able – to do the little things, not being able to come up clutch in a big moment. Yep. Well, you got that last night from Jacoby Brissett. You got that from David Njoku with the one-handed catch, one of the best catches I can remember by a Cleveland Brown. It was so inc- – the timing of it, all the factors right, four that down, were into season it. on the line. Season on the line. For, I mean, because you – look, I mean, it's an uphill road to hoe of at course. four and seven. We know that. But there is no road. But we were three on the road, right. We're, uh, There's no road the other way. Road closed. You're it's gone. done. Yeah. So this is a totally different tone. And, and if he doesn't haul that one in, that's where you're at, man. And and boy, did he. And then to think about the fact that Tom Brady had the ball three times, twice in overtime, once in the fourth quarter yeah. with an opportunity to beat us. And the defense held. Your defense held to get you the ball back in the two minute because remember they threw a a pass on second down then miles gets a second for miles to show up the way that he did was awesome because i don't know if they had brought attention to it on the tv broadcast there was a play before he had either one of his sex he's got one in overtime one at the end of regulation Mm -hmm. both monster plays huge monster plays couldn't have been bigger um he had a rush and he spun back and Shaq Mason, the left guard, just absolutely annihilated him. He ran off with his shoulder, his injured left shoulder, I mean, hanging. And I thought he – and he slammed his helmet. And I thought he – I said, oh, my God, Miles is done. Done, yeah. And he comes back, and to get those two sacks like that was just incredible. It was your stars making plays. Najoku, franchise tag. Miles Garrett. Jacoby. Yeah. I love the guy. And it sucks that he threw an interception at the end of the first half on a Hail Mary on a that Hail counts Mary, as yeah. an interception because he really didn't throw an interception in his fifth straight game without an interception. Yep. Amari atoning for the fourth down drop, which was stunning in real time. Right. I mean, just right in the bread basket. Right. Just dropped it. See it. Yeah. And then for him to run, sense that Davis was off balance and just run right through him and get wide open and make that play. And then Nick Chubb running it in at mm-hmm. the end. It had everything you wanted. And it was just a reminder of what this team could be. Uh, and it wasn't even a perfect game by any stretch. Yeah, how about the opening script again? Anthony Schwartz on a reverse was just. I forgot he was on the team. I was like, that was like, that's Auburn Anthony Schwartz. That's why yeah. he got drafted in the third round. He I haven't nine... seen him in six months. I'm no. like, where is he? And then there, there yeah. he is. Oh, that's right. Here, look at me. Here, look, look at, at me, Mr. Bishop. Lock Jim go. Uh, just, it was awesome. Awesome to be a part of. Great environment at the stadium. The fans were were great. And uh, just, yeah, it, it's nice to have that. And, you know, there's a chance that the Browns will have beaten Tom Brady in his last trip to First Energy Stadium. Yeah. They beat him in his first ever start against the Browns, and then maybe they could beat him, you know, now. They beat him in 2010, I'm sorry, and then and now hopefully, uh, and then they beat him here in 2022. Just, and it's a, it's a game that had gone the other way. There'd be so many little things to nitpick and complain oh, about. yeah. But that's the difference between winning and losing in a binary league. It is all about yes. the outcome. Period. 
Yeah, and it's you're right, and it's one of those ones where it felt like it was going to go the way so many of these were going to go. Yeah, um, in, until it didn't, and it it's one of those. I I think it was critical. If if we go back to this stretch of games, um, I understood at the time when I was saying it. And I certainly get it even more so now because you look around the league and you know the records. Um, but four and seven gives you hope. Uh, it gives you a glimmer of hope. It, it's not a lot, but there's there's a hope out there with it that if you run the table and go 10 and seven, that you could be a, a playoff team that's in play. Nine and eight does not. Um, no. And so you had to win one of them. And the fact that it was this one, that it was Brady, that it was home, um, that it was on a relatively good day. I mean, it was cloudy and stuff, but it, the temperature was great and a little bit of misty at the end. A little but, wind, yeah. But pretty manageable yep. uh, all the way across the board. The fact that you won a game where he missed a field goal, like there's a skunk running around in the crowd. Like there's a lot going on yesterday. We're, we're undefeated with, with critters, with marmots. I mean, we, we got a skunk. We had a rally possum. I'm going to tell you what. We got to get Swagger and a couple of his buddies to like patrol that place. That'll take care what? of people driving on it, and then that'll also take care of of skunks and and pests. Did you see the video of the skunk meandering around eating some pretzels, peanuts, and then having the time then, of his life, and then going right up the stairs and just leaving? Yeah, it's like okay, I've done it. Took I've done in the it. game, nice win. It was got the, some snacks. The boldest skunk I've seen since Pepe Le Pew. I feel like in many ways he took that game in like Bootsy would. Coming in, watch a win, yeah. I'm going to have some snacks. You can hit me up with some salty snacks, yeah. and then I'm leaving. That's it. That's exactly how it goes. Loves a snack just like Bootsy. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, it was – the game had it all. Bootsy smells better. He does, yeah. the um, He's got a, a nice shampoo and, and conditioner combo he's working right now in his hair that gives up a great odor. Fantastic. Um, no, this, this, this allows for it. It allows for you to go into this week – with an entirely different tone. It allows for and, – and by the way, this is not to say we know what we're going to get Sunday out of Deshaun Watson because nope. we don't. You have no idea. He hasn't played a game in two years. Yep. He looks good in practice, but, like, who knows what will happen. He has, he has not played a real football game in two years. So um, that's going to be fascinating to see just what that looks like. But big picture, it allows for a totally different tone around the team, uh, around this city, around this building – going into it and that matters very very bigly hugely hope is is a hell of a powerful drug my friend and you have a little bit of it today i got to talk to a, a bunch of the players today that i've seen some of the coaches today that i've seen yeah it it changes everything that yeah. you work so hard to win and, and that's what the browns did and right you are still on the hopeful highway uh and you know it's wild you're a field goal here maybe an extra point there from being five and one at home from being six mm -hmm. and five on the season but you're not you're at four and seven yeah but you've given yourself an opportunity to you know get to five and seven next week you got three division games left if you could you know you but you got to win one at a time but it gives you it gives you a little bit of juice something to, to hang your hat on and to be excited about it and, and you hope that this is one of those games that is kind of a a breakthrough right yeah. where we clutched up we came through now we're going to have belief we're going to instead of it being like oh here yeah. it goes again now it's we got a little bit of belief in what we're able to accomplish, and and I couldn't be happier for these guys. I got a chance yesterday, which meant a lot to me. I, I didn't sure it didn't mean much to him, but it meant a lot to me. I got to go up to Joe Kobe Brissett at his locker after the game. He was just sitting there by himself before the media all came over, and and I just said, you know, I am so happy for you. Yeah, you have been everything this organization needed. Mm -hmm. I, I wish it you had had the more success that you deserve, but to have this moment to make that clutch throw to then lead it down to win this game. I'm like, it was awesome. And I'm so happy for you. And he was like, 
very appreciative. And, and he goes, man, that was so fun. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yes, it was. It was, yeah. you're awesome. And yeah. I love Jacob Brissett. I, he has quickly gone on to like our, he would be on like my all time favorite Browns team for sure. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that I like, but I yeah. really, really, really like Jacoby Brissett and what he has brought to this team as a human being and not just a football player. So I couldn't have been happier for him. He's we ended the show on Friday with kind of that sentiment, right? Like, yeah, like, let's get one for him. Like, he deserves better than what the record is. He's been everything the doctor ordered and then some for this franchise through these 11 games. And you didn't there's no reason for he, he shouldn't have been three and seven going into it, let no. alone three and eight. Um, so give him a chance. Give the home crowd a chance to to let let him know what he's meant to them and the effort that he's put on. And you're right; it hasn't just been on the field; it's been off it. It's just been he's been such a steadying influence. Uh, has an incredible way of him. You you understood. I remember when we when the, when we acquired him in the off season, and you would talk to people who were around him in Indy. I remember talking to Anthony Walker about it oh, and man. others, and just the effusive praise you would get of Jacoby Brissett, and then to see it firsthand. You're like, oh, I get it. I, I understand. Like he, he, there's a gravitational pull to him. There's a calming factor to him that's very real. And he's a pretty damn good football player. Yes, he is. He and he certainly deserves an opportunity to start somewhere in this league. I'd love to say him, keep him with the Cleveland Browns in a backup role because we obviously know what he can do. But I think he deserves an opportunity to start again. You mentioned Anthony Walker. When you know in the Browns locker room, Jacoby said and Anthony Walker's lockers are right next to each other. Yeah. So when I went over to Jacoby, the only other person sitting around at the time was Anthony Walker Jr., who still comes to all of these games, who cares so deeply yes, about this team and is also a fine, fine human being. It was just – I got to tell you, the catch made by, by the Chief in that moment was so stunning. Yeah. And it was so awesome. And for Jacoby to one, be the one who had thrown it in there, it just was – I felt like that was – and I'm a prisoner of the moment right now. No yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah. But it's all right. beating Tom Brady, mm -hmm. knowing what I thought that game, we almost made it bigger, and Jacoby tried to downplay that. But it started Jim Donovan, the great Jim Donovan, who was unbelievable yesterday, by the way. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, he brought that up at the end of the game against the Bills in Detroit. He goes, you know what? Jacoby said deserves better. Let's win this game for Jacoby. Like, I want yeah. him to go out on a high note. And so maybe it felt like a little bit more there was that emotion to it. Um but that was a special moment and a special game, and our defense showed up when it needed to. Our special teams, you know, other than the missed field goal, which something wonky happened on the hold. I don't know what they talked about on TV, but I saw Cade York was gesturing to something about the way the ball was. I don't know if it was if it was the uh, if it looked like his footing, like he kind of slipped as he went to kick it, like he lost his footing a little bit, and then also something with the hold. So yeah, there was a lot wonky with it for sure. Sure, yeah. but it was like overcome that but special teams overall i thought was good he had nice jerome ford's got some juice in the return game yes, dpj had a nice day yes let's go uh it, it just makes everybody in the office happier yeah. it's just a it's a great thing and it was a a wonderful wonderful win and again david ajoku you know that's why he was franchise tag your guys are and a quiet game right five catches 29 yards but the biggest catch of the season in the moment and yeah you don't know it's it's too it's later in the season and you you don't have as much you know room to change the current course you're on but in some ways it reminded me of the comeback win in Cincinnati in 2020 where yeah we won and that really kind of got us going yeah
and you hope that that can get us going. Now, our, we had a margin for error. We were able to lose some games after that point yeah. in 2020, not this year. Um, but still, just awesome. And also, I don't even think I've said his name yet, MJ Emerson. You go toe-to-toe. He's, -to -toe he's with, sensational. You go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mike Evans, and you lock him down and frustrate him. Now, there was one where Evans got deep on him, and Brady just overthrew it. But mm -hmm. for the most part, in his hip pocket, Evans on the game, two catches, 31 yards, nine targets. I know the 28-yarder that he caught had nothing to do with MJ Emerson. He wasn't even on that side of the field. Yep. So, uh, locked up with MJ, I don't think well, he got MJ subtweeted, somebody said two catches, whatever, for Evans. And MJ, MJ said, Emerson, not, not on me. Not, not, not on me, actually. I, zero for that. So, no, he – he is – he's sensational. And, um, you know, the fact that you do this – you know, Denzel got went down again. You had Newsom didn't play in the game. Like, all of these factors and you're able to, to get a win was, was sweet. And it allows for a different narrative this week. It allows for a lot more fun to be had on this show, but all week long. And it allows for hope. And one other thing, like, I'm happy for you Browns fans out there. Yes. My God, am I happy for you. Like, you got to go to the old barn on a late November Sunday – pretty good day watched the greatest of all time as the opposition and get a deserved win in thrilling fashion after having victory snagged out from under you several times you deserve this one live it up man enjoy it yeah you've gotten to see the browns beat the steelers on yeah. thursday night you got to see him beat the Bengals on monday night and you got to see him beat tom brady at home the sad thing is we're a field goal away from beating the chargers and yeah. we know we should have been the jets we should be five and one at home we're not we're four and seven on the season but we've been a stout home team yeah. With the exception of the New England Patriots game. We've been pretty darn stout at First Energy Stadium. Unfortunately, this was the first game. And, and what I hope comes out of this, and I say that you know you can build on this, is we clutched up. We've been talking about it all season. Yeah. Execution and then clutch meter. And we showed clutch meter in this game, uh, I think, in, in a major way. Really, the first time since week one when we clutched yes. up on the last drive. Jacoby with some nice throws. DPJ with a nice catch. And then Cade York from 58. It's been a while since we had that kind of just – we got to get it done. Okay, Miles, make a play. Boom, play. MJ Emerson, make plays. Boom, plays made. Offensively, Jacoby, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Mike, um, Chief, Amari, Chubb, make plays. Boom. Like, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be, man. Yeah. It's awesome. That is. It was. It was awesome. And Deshaun Watson will be uh, going to become uh, reinstated officially at 4 o'clock today, according to league spokesman Brian McCarthy. He will practice with the team on Wednesday with the first team reps. We will play at his former team on Sunday. But today is about the win yesterday, 23-17 to overtime victory over the Tampa Bay Bucks. With that win, Tito's Handmade Vodka, proud to support the Cleveland Browns to the Tito's Victory Vodka program with a $1,000 donation to the Cleveland Animal Protective League, helping to foster compassion and end animal suffering. Offering. Thank you, Tito's. Remember to please enjoy Tito's Handmade Vodka responsibly. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. 40% alcohol by volume. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, and crafted to be savored responsibly. So much more to come on this Victory Monday, including the Joe Thomas Hour, the program coming up at 2 o'clock. You'll hear from our guys. You'll hear from Coach Stefanski. It's all coming up next. We're off and running. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
All right, empty shotgun, Brissett in the gun by himself. Three to the left, two to the right, from the 12, back to pass. Here's Brissett, looking, firing, end zone. Oh, what a catch by Njoku! Touchdown! What a catch by the Chief! A touchdown! Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If this season is saved by that win, it'll be that catch that's remembered only forever. I mean, it's yeah. it's that critical yeah. the catch to all of this. And I was so happy for the Chief. Um, the fact, I mean, just to think it, it wasn't that long ago that it was we were demanding trades and who know what was going to happen. And now he certainly is one of the pillars this organization is going to be built upon. And I was just, you know, Hardy Wirtz and everything he's been through. And he's got such a good aura to him uh to have him make that play was was pretty special he was with espn yesterday and was quick to reiterate we're not done yet what does this do for your season obviously you're still clinging to we're not done that's what it is we're not done i don't know who's talking whatever about we're just gonna roll over that is dead we're not done thank you thanks David. all right back to you <laughs> yes let me tell you who's something. on the sideline there david njoku who is that? That was Jeff Darlington. Darlington asking Darlington him? Was, yeah, so Darlington, <laughs> like, that, that was the first question. That was the last question. One and done. Nothing else to say. David Njoku stepped up last week as a leader. Yeah, when he stepped out. up in his press conference and he said, there's nobody going to feel sorry for us. We've got to go do work. We, don't, we know it's hard, but this is on us. This is on us to make plays when it matters and to get it done. Not on anybody else. This isn't about schemes. This isn't about anything. It's about us doing our jobs and executing. And then he went out there and made a catch like that. He has transformed. He's a guy. There are some guys around this league that you see that get paid, and they are not the same guys For, in, in a worse way. There are some, and they loaf, they take plays off, they whatever. They're resting yep. on their laurels. There are other guys who get paid and say, I want to prove why I got this money and why I should get more in the future. And that's David Njoku. He was on fire prior to the ankle injury. He's only been back for two games. But in this game, he comes back when you needed it. The Browns knew right there in that moment that typically they're going to play a middle-of-the-field open defense. So whether it's a cover two or a quarter is down there in the red zone, they're going to get that. So what advantage do you have? It's a seam ball. We ran seams on both sides. Mm -hmm. He identified David Njoku had a step. I mean, by the way, there should have been a flag on that play. Devin White is holding his jersey. For sure. And he catches it. He goes up there and catches it anyway. But to make that play and then post game, I love that. He is becoming a leader. He is becoming the guy that you paid to be your franchise tight end yeah. and be a cornerstone. And we've talked about it. Who are the leaders? Who's going to step up? David Njoku stepped up not only with his actions, with his words this week. And I love it. Yeah. And we were, you know, coming out of last week's loss, we were wondering who is going to be, who, who's our follow us to freedom guys. We talked about that last week. Who's somebody who will say, get, let's go. And in order for you to be one of those guys, you also have to deliver. Like you can yes. talk big, but you also have to be somebody who you put it on the field. And the chief put it on the field before the injury, and he put it on the field in the biggest way yesterday when you had to have it. Uh, yeah, you brought that up last week at, with his press conference. We didn't play that one live. We played it the next day. Um, but his his juice, just kind of the the um, his tone in that press conference and then to have the game he had validated, certainly all yes. of it. Yes. Um, it's awesome. It was. And it was a long time coming for this defense because the defense had not been great in a minute, and the defense was really good yesterday. Go ahead. Say to your point, Tom Brady, after they scored their touchdown in the 
third quarter. Yeah. Tom Brady was 21 of 24 passing. Mm-hmm. 21 of 24. He would finish 29 of 43. From that point, he goes 8 of 19 against yeah. our defense. 8 of 19. On the day, Tom Brady, 1 of 7 on passes of more than 20 yards in the air. 4 of 9 on 10 to 19. So 5 for 16 on passes more than 10 yards in the air. Phenomenal job yeah. by our defense. It does seem like he's lost his accuracy down the field. It felt like it in that game. Yeah. Yes, he had he's, had, he's had some big games this sure. year, but but it feels like as the as as he was trying to hit the deeper ball, his accuracy wasn't. I mean, he's forty five. Like it's it's interesting. You by think the time comes with all of us under throwing it. No, but he's more air mailing. It's yes. more accuracy, not arm strength. I don't. The arm strength no, seems fine. Accuracy. It seems more the accuracy that's slipping a little. I'm happy bit. to report that my accuracy in beer punk still at least still got it at forty four. Still got it. He should be coming to NZ three training facilities. <laughs> Boy, the kid's got to be feeling good about himself. Oh, the that kid, voice. the kid so had chesty. a week. Uh, handles it with class. Handles it with class. With been all there the, before, like nothing, the, no big deal. Yeah, he was there in '97. It's been a minute, Chucky though. Wood. It's yeah. been a long time. But yeah. this was, I mean, yes, he was. He was yeah. pleased. Have, is have you checked on S? We just focused on our fantasy team success yesterday, and Garrett Wilson. He's. He, I don't know that he's ready to comment. He's not ready. I don't. Yeah, think I don't ready. blame him. It's a lot. Um, JOK was ready to confidence, uh, ready to talk rather. He had a ton of confidence and this team did heading into overtime. Here's JOK. Yeah, really confident. I mean, we had a good, we had a good uh, scheme. We had a good game plan. We, you know, thank God, give thanks to the coaches and we know we got it. We at home, you know, so we got that kind of home advantage, but you know, we just trusted ourselves and, and trusted in our uh, process and trusted in our plan and, um, you know, everything came to fruition. So, man, th- we're going to hear from Jadavian Clowney. I feel like we haven't heard from Jadavian Clowney in forever. And and he just so he had and he had a game by the made way made some great plays Huge. behind the line of scrimmage and yeah. obviously you know working against Tristan Wirfs is tough but JOK I thought made some impactful negative plays for our defense in this one. By the way, did you see that Wirfs is only out like three weeks? I thought he was done for the year. Oh, I thought he. It, I'm sorry to hear you Achilles. say that. Yeah, he's out. Three I didn't weeks know what so. it was, but it. Yeah. By all accounts, it was serious. Yeah. Yeah. So here is uh, Clowney who had a game uh, talking about beating Brady and getting back in the win column. I feel great. I feel great to be back here and win them, call them. Uh, it's been hard to get wins around here for us to get a big win today against one of the, if not the GOAT of the game. It's pretty impressive, and uh, I'm happy. Hopefully, it's going to be a start of something new for us around here and just keep rolling over. We still got a shot still in the fight. So, like I said, we keep playing like we played today. We ain't quitting on each other. We just came to play at a high level. And uh, speaking of playing a high level, Miles Garrett certainly did. I think it's his certainly defining game of this season. The yes. two sacks that he had. He was an absolute monster, played through a lot of pain. Here's Miles on that. I almost thought I broke something initially, but in my head, there is no tomorrow. There's just you know, the next play, and that's all that's in my mind. I have to continue playing, regardless of how much you know, pain I was feeling, pain I, I am feeling. And tomorrow isn't guaranteed, and I just wanted it really bad. I wanted it bad for us. Superhuman. I mean, Gibbe, you were up there. I saw it happen in real time. He spins, and Shaq Mason just crushed him, exposed on his shoulder because he was spinning back in and just hit him. And he slammed his. He sprinted to the sideline with his yeah. arm down, slammed his helmet. The trainers are coming over there, and I thought, I, I really thought that was that was going to be it for Miles Garrett, certainly in this game. And I, I was thinking at that time, uh, maybe for a while longer than that, and for him to come back. And make the plays that he made. Two minutes and 26 seconds on the clock. The Bucks with the ability to run the clock out and win the game. Third and 13. Brady sacked 
Tampa Bay 10 for seven yards tech split by Garrett and Clowney. Garrett got there first, and then you go into overtime, and there he is again, Miles Garrett, with a huge sack on the, I believe it was their second possession. Yep, third and nine at the Tampa Bay 39. Sacked Miles Garrett. We get the ball back. We win. I mean, that is, that's leading by production. That is leading by example, toughness, all of it. People sometimes, you know, Say what they want about Miles Garrett. He produced right there where you needed him the most. Yeah. And he's the number one defensive player at Pro Football Focus this season, period. Like, the end of story. Um, I think people sometimes get fixated on the sack numbers. It's hard to get sacks all the time. But he came up with two monstrous sacks in this game and played through a lot of pain and, and was incredible when we needed him. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Guy that gets held on virtually every, every play. play too. It's outrageous never now. Gets a call. It is. If, if you, never gets you could a call. do a study, if you want to break yeah. down film, uh, hey, league, what, what is defined as a hold? Yeah. Because there were a couple times, like, he was flat out mugged and taken down. Oh, yeah. He is treated. Every, he's treated like he's nobody. He's treated like, or that he's like young Shaq, where it's just yeah. like, it's not fair. He's too good. It's not yeah. fair. But I don't feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'd have to look and do a scientific analysis, but it doesn't feel like in my mind T.J. Watt gets held on every play and there are no flags. I'm, I, I, to be fair, I don't watch it that way. Me neither. So I don't know. Just, I, you know, I don't know if it is. And it's also the other thing is is like the Donald comparison. Donald's on the inside. Yeah, totally. So right. it's just a bull rush situation with him and, and quick movement. And He's turns so fast. And, he makes guards yeah, miss him that are that are he, right in front of him. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a different thing, but. Um, this one will most especially be remembered for, I think, Jacoby Brissett and kind yes. of a culmination of his run. Um, he was had a, had a great post game. Uh, we'll, we'll play both of them. He, it was obviously quite good. Here's Jacoby emotionally afterwards. Well, I mean, it's in no disrespect, uh, but in the words of Tom Brady, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> And then uh, followed up with uh, being a favorite teammate in the locker room. I don't take being in the locker room lightly, being um, in the huddle, going to work with these guys. I don't take that lightly. I just try to go out there and be myself, put my best foot forward, work hard, be somebody that the players can lean on. That's, that's better than the win. He's consummate pro. Yes. I, I, I so good. Love him. Yeah. So happy so for him. Yep. So good. Thrilled, exactly. thrilled that he gets to go out that way uh, with a win against – a guy who he used to play with and Tom Brady it just it it checked every single box. Hey Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry, enjoy life not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention the promo code Browns visit the cleaner tidecleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. This is a Victory Monday edition presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Set underneath center, second and goal. Tampa Bay was offside. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown, Nick Chubb, and the Browns are winners. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. You transform your current bath into a custom bath for a spa-like situation. 
Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. They'll do it for you in about a day. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. They're experts and factory-trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off that Nux custom bath or shower remodel. The number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects that are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. Superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority at 216-220-8399. And you are listening to a Victory Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily presented by Tito's Hand made vodka now here's your coach kevin stefanski at the podium from earlier today like i said to you guys last night yesterday uh, really proud of the guys and, and getting that team win and i think there were moments there where offense had to come through defense had to come through special teams had to come through and we did ultimately in the end uh it was a a great battle which we knew it would be uh i think that's a good football team and uh so we knew it was going to take 60 minutes or more in this case 70 uh, but really proud of the guys. And, and then we're going to shift gears here and turn our gaze to Houston. Uh, but with that, I'll take any questions. I'll transition to Deshaun since you guys are as well. Um, how does that look over the next couple of days, Kevin? And then I guess just real quickly, how how has he looked in practice the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so uh, like you, as you know, Tom, we uh, had Deshaun in the building for three weeks, but not out on the field uh, with us. And then the last couple of weeks out on the field. So Next step is is obviously uh, being out there, taking all the first team reps. Uh, he's been doing a nice job getting the defense ready with the scout team reps that he's gotten. Uh, so I think he's he's done a nice job uh, with his time away, uh, physically staying sharp, mentally staying sharp. Uh, so I think he'll be uh, ready to roll. With Anthony Schwartz, he also seemed to be connecting really well with Deshaun uh, through practice. And with a player like him, who's he's talked about working on his confidence and all of that. So how important was that yesterday to have him have such a big role offensively and on special teams and continuing to develop him and prepare him for when Deshaun is back? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about Anthony Cam because uh, I'm really proud of him. I thought he uh, had a really nice game yesterday. He helped us win scoring early there on the reverse. And then like you mentioned on special teams, he's doing a great job as our gunner, uh, making some huge plays for us in a field position game where we needed those plays. We needed that yardage uh, in that game. So uh, Anthony played at a very high level. Uh, we have a ton of confidence in him, and I think he'll continue to help this team win. Yesterday, Jacoby was saying how Saturday night he didn't love the uh, wind up being the touchdown pass to David um, when you guys went through the game plan. Um, what about that play? Did you like that we're able to convince Jacoby that that was the right play at the right time? Well, <laughs> you don't want to call many plays the quarterback doesn't like. In fact, you throw a lot of plays off the game plan sheet if the quarterback doesn't like them. We had a look in practice uh, on Friday on that play, a similar look, and we talked through where the ball could go and basically said, hey, it's Dave one-on-one with the Mike linebacker who will have his you know, back turned to you. So we talked through that rep. We didn't get a live rep of throwing that. We've had it over the course of the spring and summer. I can't sit here and tell you that Jacoby threw that exact ball to Dave uh, in, in that situation, but it was just something you, you work through as, as a – staff with your players you constantly are talking about the game plan and talking about what why this plays in what we're thinking why we're thinking but there's been many times plenty of times where Jacoby hasn't you know felt comfortable with a play where we just take it off the call sheet uh, yeah Kevin speaking of play calling and quarterbacks uh, that relationship between the quarterback 
and the play caller is so vitally important, obviously. Um, so just wondering, uh, you know, how, how are you going to get up to speed and, and get to know Deshaun as quickly as you need to get to know him so that you are calling things that he likes and that you have that give and take that you've developed over time with Jacoby? Yeah, I think you're right, Mary Kay, that the relationship is important. It, it's to me, it's also important, the play caller to the quarterback room. You know, it's really a, a group effort in there when you're talking about that. All the players talk about AVP and Drew, and it's a collective effort when it comes to play calling. And, and the offensive staff, as you know, when you get to game day. But that quarterback room uh, is where a, a lot of things get, um, you know, talked through and evaluated, and, and we end up kind of, you know, navigating where we want to go with the game. So that's important. Uh, with Deshaun, again, you know, we spent a lot of time together. So he was here all spring, all summer. Has been in back in the building. I met with him this morning. Uh, so we'll continue to do that. That's what you do during the week. You spend extra time with the quarterback and the quarterback room, uh, and, and we'll just stick to our process. Yeah, Kevin, you've talked about how you really like MJ Emerson's makeup for being such a young player. I don't think he allowed a catch yesterday, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, I, I guess I'm curious, what do you think his ceiling is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, you don't really want to put a ceiling on a young player. Uh, and I think he just, to me, is somebody that continues to get better. Uh, he works really hard at it with his coaches. And again, mentality wise, we talked about it yesterday. People go after rookie corners. They, they just do. So he doesn't shy away from it. Um, he makes plays in the football, obviously had the one penalty there, but I, I think that's, occupational hazard of playing corner they're going to go after you're going to get beat every once in a while but he keeps coming back and uh and is resolute in that way and we, we've asked you a ton of questions about your special teams unit yesterday they really came through for you especially in the return game donovan people's jones averaged i think 15 yards a return jerome ford continues to do a nice job returning uh kickoffs just give you an opportunity to to talk about what a nice job they did and uh you know the hope that they can keep that going forward yeah, I thought our special teams were outstanding uh, yesterday. And, you know, we didn't on offense do enough with some of that field position, but it was a field position game. It was a, uh, it was a mentioned yesterday, it was body blows and it was not a game that was going to be up and down the field. So all those actually return yardage, uh, then you have to punt. It does turn into a field position game. So uh, all, all of it mattered. Was really proud of Donovan and he got North South. He, he made people miss. Uh, and then it's really it's nice to have him in in those weather games. The wind's blowing, the rain's coming, and you have a ton of confidence in him. Uh, he's done it so often. And then Jerome, I think is is I think he's a pretty good returner. I think he's uh, hasn't done it a ton in his career. I know he didn't do it uh, in his past, but um, he's shown that he's got vision, he's got speed, uh, and he's definitely a threat for our team. The run defense has been gashed here a couple of weeks, but after that thirty five yard run, you guys really did a good job. So what was the key to that success? Well, I think like we talked about all along, sometimes it, it's not real complicated. And I think we ran a lot of fronts and a lot of pressures and, and a lot of uh, coverages that we've run in the past. And, and the guys just played with incredible effort, uh, relentless in setting the edge, getting off blocks. And I think you saw a bunch of guys running to the football and, and tackling well. Uh, they did have that big run, um, which, uh, you know, good run by them. We didn't fit it perfect how we should, but uh, that's going to happen. But after that one, I think the next one was the around they had to uh, Julio. Uh, but 
guys fit their gaps, did their job, got their runner on the ground. Yeah, they really did. I, I thought for Joe Woods' defense, this was this was a hell of a job. And the, they had one against Cincinnati and then to get one here where where it was really needed. And so good job out of them and everybody involved. We talked a lot about Miles and, and Martin Emerson and, and so many of the other guys who shine in this one. Yep. Just to give you kind of an idea as we were, you know, you, you start having the big picture conversation about where you are and this idea of hope. Um, it's a glimmer. I, I'd be disingenuous to, to spin it as other than that, but there is a Fair. glimmer. Yes. Um, we're in a very similar spot that the Raiders are. We both share those four and seven records. They've won two in a row. Um, I like our team a lot better in terms of what it is and the fact that we're getting one of the three or four best quarterbacks when he's right on the planet back um, on, yep. on Sunday. Um, but in, from, from just an AFC standpoint, Miami and Buffalo are atop the East. They're both eight and three. Baltimore and Cincinnati are both seven and four atop the North. Uh, Tennessee is seven and four. Kansas City's nine and two. And then from there, it's the Jets at seven and four. New England is six and five. And the Chargers are six and five. I know the problem is we lost to both we New England. All those tiebreakers. Actually, all three of those teams. Yeah, Jets, Pats, Chargers, tiebreakers across the board. So they would all have to get to the only thing. It would it then go to like a three way tie if the, if there's three there's way a lot ties of and there's that matter and machinations yeah, sure. you got to worry about. Sure. It's a it's a long uphill road, obviously, to do it. Yeah, and it will be a week by week basis. But you do have a glimmer of hope here that you could pull yourself back into this thing. I mean, let's be honest: the AFC is going to cannibalize itself over the course of the next four or five weeks. So all of those teams will start stacking some losses, at least one every time out. It was a big loss yesterday for Baltimore in Jacksonville. Yes, yes. that was. That was a big, big loss for them uh, to lose there, and you saw, you saw certainly Lamar on social. Isn't it amazing to you that those that you're checking your your Twitter mentions, and your Lamar Jackson, you're you're subtweeting some fan. Yeah, it's a bad. What did he actually say? Well, I can't say it. Oh, yeah. I'll have to go. I'll, yeah, I'll have to search this out. It's all out there. He deleted the tweet since. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, the league is looking into. Lamar's little tweeting escapade. I, I don't know why you're on it. What are you doing on, you know, you quarterback an NFL team. You're looking at Twitter if mentions. You just lost. Twitter's probably the last last thing place need to be on. Oh my gosh, the last place you want to be. Yeah. So that's not great. Um, the Chargers were Chargers went for two. Otherwise, they're five and six. Um, but they get it and get the win to go to six and five. Um, so, so that's where you are around the league. The Colts are four, six, and one. So they got that the tie break on you with the tie. Uh, they play tonight against Pittsburgh. It was um, a fun Sunday nighter. Sunday night football was worth staying up for last night. Yeah, i i watched uh, I watched a decent amount of that. I, my my plan usually on Sunday nights is I watch the first half and then I watch uh, the White Lotus and then I come back for the end. So that's usually way because that and it times out well because that's yeah. usually yeah. yeah. The the first the first half ends right around that time, so I on demand it. By the time I get through halftime, I'm about halfway through the third quarter. By the time I'm back, I yeah. found it. Oh, the tweet? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, doing? it's findable. There's no question. What's he doing? I don't know. Ridiculous. Have yeah. like have yeah. They've blown four double digit leads in the fourth quarter. There are they've They're had not all by right the way, there. in the last two balling. years. He is in the last two years. They have taken the lead into the fourth quarter seven times and lost. Jeez. The only t- – guess who's second, by the way? Us. 
We've yeah. done it. It's happened to us six times. It's happened to them seven times. I feel times. like they've all In the last two? Is in the last said? two years. Because yeah, the first going year, into was, the third quarter, we were undefeated in 2020. Yeah. Going into the third quarter, we've had the lead six times and lost. They lead the league. They've had the lead seven times and lost. Now, the only thing that I can think of between the two is they both, both us and them really like to run the football. And when you're chasing, if you if somebody gets a quick score and you have to throw a little bit, it doesn't work. But I, I can't think of anything beyond that that would – that would marry the two. No. Weird. Yeah, that is. And whatever is going on in Denver, I know we'll get to a lot of Oh, my the God. Tomorrow, Come on. Dude, Woo. Mike Purcell is ready to brawl with him. He must just be insufferable. I think it's got. It's probably gotten worse, too. And he's terrible. Through the years. Yeah. So it's one thing to be insufferable and be good. It's another thing to be insufferable and be bad. Yeah. And it appears that he's the latter. Oh my now. goodness. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know how. No doubt. I mean, uh, you let the guy coach the rest of the way, but I uh, Mr. Hackett, I think better be polishing up the resume a little. Well, bit. you can't fire the quarterback. Nope. So, well, it, <laughs> I mean, have you looked it, at the draft? Do you guys understand what's happened with the draft with Denver, the Rams? Who's the other one that just there was another one that just traded a ton houston's getting whoever they want at quarterback they're dreadful they are um they are picking one but the well where's the draft why do i not have it up here the rams now are three and eight yep. so detroit has that pick the packers the packers pick no they have the they they don't have they have the um come on where's why, why can i just get a draft list that's all i want a draft list. You're asking for a lot. I am. It's demanding. All I'm getting is la last year. Come you on, ESPN be better. I just want draft order this weekend Here, because it. a lot has changed. All right. Houston, Chicago, yep. Rams, Denver. But the Rams are actually Detroit. Detroit. So and it's Denver. Houston, Chicago, Detroit, Seattle. Houston, Chicago, Chicago Detroit, Detroit, Seattle, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Detroit's already got some nice pieces. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Carolina. Yeah, Detroit could get an awesome just player or they could go for it. Let me ask you this. And I I'm I am admittedly I don't watch the Buckeyes like you watch the Buckeyes. Sure. And obviously this was not a great game for the Buckeyes. No. To be no. clear. I didn't come away from that game being like, oh my God, CJ Stroud, I would have to have him on my team. No. I no, and I don't but I thought like a month ago that was the feeling. That he was, was the feeling that he one. would – I think the feeling is is that he would – I think the problem is is if you're going to take a quarter – if you're Houston, you're going to take a quarterback, you're going to take him or, or Bryce Young, the kid at yeah. Alabama, who's shorter, maybe doesn't have quite the arm, uh, but is pretty electric player, um, has had a really good year. I think the hard thing for any whoever's picking here, like he's going to be a product – I mean, remember, like Kenny Pickett was a first-round pick. You know, like Zach Wilson went number two no, overall. Of course he's like, going to he's gonna be a high pick because people fall in love with quarterbacks and they need him in the most desperate way. Is he as worthy as Lawrence? Well, that's the bigger I problem is, is no, nobody thought he was Lawrence. Okay. And nobody even thought he was Fields. Like, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the physical abilities of Fields. It was just, this is a not a great quarterback draft coming out of a not great quarterback draft, and he might be the best of the available lot. Gotcha. It's kind of the thinking behind it. The thing that's really tricky is if you can, have patience 
2024 is going to be ridiculous because that's Caleb Williams, the kid at USC, USC kid. Okay, who's electric. Yeah. He's going to win the Heisman, electric. isn't he? Probably. Yeah. He's leading it. I mean, I would think he is would he win that, it right now. Is that now. the guy that painted his nails Saturday night? He paints them every – he's done it for two years. He did it at Oklahoma. He had an interesting little and, message. Well, he does that. He did that when they played Texas when he was at OU. He did the same thing. Um, but anyway, like, he's in that class. I just get Drake May out of North Carolina, who's a redshirt freshman who is lights out. Um, and having talked to people who's played against all three of those guys and prepared to play all three of those guys, that Williams is number one by a bullet. And okay. then – May and then CJ, but it's just this isn't a great quarterback draft. Mm, who could that have been? Well, you went to private school, <laughs> so that's kind of the that's that's the kind of the tricky thing there. Okay, is like if you're Houston, do you force the do you force quarterback now, or do you say, hey, we're going to be bad again next year, and then we'll deal with it? That'll be the that's the tricky thing for them, and the Detroit will be in that position picking at three. What do they do? Because they're going to have the – right now the Rams pick is third overall. Detroit's picking three and 13. Philly is f right now picking seventh because they have New Orleans pick. They're picking seventh. And Well, yeah, seventh and probably late. But getting, yeah, seventh for them. A team that good picking seventh overall, yeah. though. It's like adding Len Bias to the Celts. Right. RIP. Yeah, exactly. Houston will pick – they're picking first. And the, our, right now our pick is eleven. That would we would send them, and then Seattle's picking fourth overall. If we win some games here down the stretch, if we get to like let's say nine and eight, or you know, obviously awesome, we want ten seven, that'd be great. But if we can win some more games here, we really will move that pick will drop significantly. It won't take much, no, because there's a big gaggle of teams there around yes. that same type of record. Um, yeah, so that that could be it. But the man, that that the top of that draft. Detroit picking three and 13, and they got some nice pieces. Jamison Williams comes back for them. Houston's got a real opportunity. And then Seattle sitting there at four. So if they want to go quarter, those teams want to go quarterback. Houston, Seattle, Detroit, if they want to, they're going to get their pick of the guys. Hi. And I wonder if, if you're the Rams, I know this is just going to sound nuts, but if you're the Rams, you have to really assess that you are not in a position do you see if the Lions would take Stafford back for their one I think you could flip him somewhere else I don't know if they would do it but you drop Matt Stafford on that team all of a sudden yeah he comes home it's not the worst thought I mean I hadn't thought about it that fun. way but it is kind of fun to think of him going back to Detroit with all that young talent they feel like they're cooked the Rams like, are cooked. Feels like McVay could retire or they're, stop. Down. Donald's like, going to retire. They're they're 100 cooked. So everybody them, stayed a year too long. Give Matt Stafford a chance to go play somewhere because I think he still can play. Yeah, and you move on. I think Denver would love to get their one back. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen there. No, no. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could see Stafford, and I could see, you know, with Green Bay sitting there at nine, you could see Green Bay. They're contractually obligated to Rodgers for one more year, right? But I know he has a full no trade, but maybe maybe there's a way out there. Love looked all right. Threw a nice ball. The Christian, Christian Watson's Watson coming. Six touchdowns. Yeah. I think he has, doesn't he have like 10 catches and six touchdowns or something silly like that? Yeah, it's not like he has great games. He just, when he, he catches it, he to, scores. Yeah, he's starting to get in the mix. Yeah, that's just the way that it works. Um, all right, hey, Browns fans. Cleveland Browns Daily broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings and Avon Lake tomorrow, 1 to 3. Browns alumni Greg Pruitt will be on site signing autographs for one hour during the remote from 1 to 2. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page 
to learn more on that. The Hoff coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Back to pass. Here come the Browns right at Brady, and they got him. Miles Garrett got him. He got him by the right angle and knocked him down back at the 35-yard line with 319 left to go and the clock running, and the Browns are going to get another crack with the ball. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Second hour here of a Victory Monday presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member waitlist today. Best chance of securing tickets for all home games of future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to ClevelandBrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. And with that, we welcome on the Hoff. The Hoff. Pure joy. Oh, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on this Victory Monday. It feels so good. It feels like it was too long since we had a good Victory Monday where we could just wallow in our own joy. Yes, it has been too long. By the way, uh, Bo, yeah. I'm not sure if the boys are aware of this or not, but an Ultimate Team, Madden Ultimate Team, this past weekend, they released the newest legends and the highest rated left tackle in the game was just given a card. The Hoff. 94 oh. left tackle highest left oh, tackle the wow. whole game they're only like 694s in the game right now it's like the hop darren woodson and um marcus allen and then they had a blitz promotion your boy steve smith's also a 94 so i, I gotta get the oh. hop and steve smith so they can Love it. team up and get irv and run the <laughs> oh band back God. together irv. <laughs> oh man irv's on such oh. a did, did any of you guys see what i did you know what i was talking about when i texted you guys yesterday about irv and spaghetti uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah. I was watching yeah, yeah. at the time. You were watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. best. <laughs> Nate Burleson was not having. He's like, whatever. Spaghetti's my favorite meal. I'm gonna eat it on Thanksgiving. And Nate Burleson was not having it. It was great. <laughs> I'm Team Irv. <laughs> Same. Eat what you like. Eat what you want. This bird's overrated. How? Speaking of the bird, Hoff, talk to me because I will yeah. say, Miss K's mom, Jack K, made one heck of a bird. One of the best mm. birds I've had, to be honest oh. with you. So I'm curious to hear though. Because I'm trying to get them on that. I, I was floating the idea. The sous vide turkey breasts, the smoked yeah, legs like and wings. Talk to mm -hmm. us. How did it come out? Yeah, sous vide breast, uh, as expected, 10 out of 10. Uh, everyone said best turkey breast they've ever had, which, yeah. you know, oh, let's be baby. honest. Turkey breast is a decent meat, but it's it's nowhere in the upper echelons of proteins. But sure, sure, it's sure. Thanksgiving, so you do turkey. Uh, but the turkey breast was 10 out of 10 perfect. Uh, I also, I smoked on my offset smoker wings, legs, and then I had another breast because I tried to buy wings and legs and they gave me a breast for free. So I did all those together. Um, and it came out with a delicious flavor, but my only disappointment was I left the skin on obviously the legs and the wings, but also the breast and the skin got like a little tough. It wasn't like a melt in your mouth dissolving skin and so again. if i had to do it all over again i would do a little texas crutch on all those items to try to kind of soften them up and then just finish it in the smoker you know for maybe 30 extra minutes or maybe try to sous vide and then smoke but um that that just like tough skin on the outside was a little disappointing to me but the flavor was still excellent what's a texas crutch i love the sound of this yeah so when you're doing a brisket or you can do it with ribs uh, are the two probably most popular ways to do it. You wrap in butcher paper. So you do like, if you're doing ribs, 
you'll do like two or three hours unwrapped and then you'll wrap them in butcher paper real tight and you can put like butter or barbecue sauce or whatever and you do like 90 minutes to two hours and so basically it kind of like steams it and it breaks it apart and then you finish wow. it on the smoker for another hour and then it kind of gets that crusty bark um and when you're doing brisket mm. you get to this period where it stalls at i think it's like 165 or something where the temperature doesn't rise at all and so you can wrap it real tight they call it the texas crutch to kind of get through that stall and to continue it to cooking you like kind of tenderize it a little bit and then you can finish it um but it's a good way to kind of like cheat and like so kind of real. steam it a little bit kind of like break it. up the and tenderize the meat a little bit further where you don't get that if you just leave it on the smoker the whole time. I love that. So the turkey legs, like for example, at Disney, which are smoked, they're, the skin's off them. So do they smoke them, they take the skin oh. off and then smoke them? I think so. And and that's okay. the way a lot of yeah. people recommended doing the turkey breast. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I don't want to take the skin off. I love a good crusty turkey skin. Um, and so I'm, I'm wondering if that's key. If, if you just smoke them the whole time, you got to take the skin off. Um, but if you're going to smoke them with the skin on, you got to add like another method, either that, like, like I said, that wrapping them in tin foil, the Texas yeah. crutch, or maybe just adding the sous vide. So, uh, that's, what's great about cooking and smoking is there's always a little tweak that you can add and get you excited about doing it again. Lots to be excited about what you did there. Lots to be excited about what this team did on Sunday, Hoff. Um, talk to us a little bit about, uh, the notion of hope in a locker room, because, Three and eight and four and seven feel like a Grand Canyon of difference. And it's a long shot, certainly. But four and seven, you're not eliminated. Uh, you win out. You're 10 and seven. That feels like a playoff team. Uh, what? How big of a difference is that for the guys who go to war every day? Yeah, hope and effort are synonymous. Uh, as one goes up, so does the other. Especially you're talking down the home stretch of the season. Guys are playing for something meaningful at the end of the season, right? Everyone's always playing for pride, for the name on the back of their jersey, for, you know, standing on the team or the other or another team next season. But if you really want to get the entire team to buy in, to buy into that team first mentality down the stretch, give the effort that you know you have to give uh, to be able to make the playoffs, you got to have playoffs on the table. Yep. And I think getting to the point where Deshaun Watson now comes back, which gives you another mental boost, a little bump, thinking that, hey, I don't know, there's a couple tough games on the schedule, but we got to this point. We beat some good teams, including last week. We beat a good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Now we've got even better play at quarterback. We're never out of it, right? doesn't matter what the score is because we have a lot more explosive play capability with Deshaun at quarterback. And I think that can lead to a mentality where all of a sudden now you're seeing the Browns play their best football down the stretch these last few games of the season because they believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and hey you never know what can happen let's win out and then we got a great chance to possibly sneak into the playoffs and then do some damage once we get there we obviously we didn't carry the momentum from our most complete game of the year against the Bengals now there was the bye week in between before we went down to Miami but is there something about momentum when you clutch up, when you have an unbelievable play, like the David Njoku touchdown catch, you stop Tom Brady in overtime twice, you get down the field with a big one to Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb punches in when it's a dramatic win like that? Is there Can there be a carryover of momentum from that saying, we can do it when it matters in a year where in these close games we have not really done it when it mattered other than week one? I definitely think there's carryover because – 
what you get is carryover into the preparation next week. And I think that's why we maybe didn't get it with the Bengals because you have such a long layoff when you have a bye week. I think they get like five days off now or something. Uh, back in my day, we had like two days off and the coach tried to sell it like four. He's like, you get a morning off? I'll give you the night off. That's two days. And then we get the next morning and the next afternoon and we'll come in and have a late team meeting. So that's like four days. But now they actually get like a long stretch. And I think you kind of lose some of that momentum. But with this rhythm where you're playing Sunday and Sunday, they're back at it today. They're reviewing the film. Tuesday, they're going to be there, you know, for the most part, the whole team. And Wednesday, you're back on the practice field doing prep for next Sunday. And so I think the momentum from this game can carry over into a focus and an energy that you'll see in practice on Wednesday, which the game can't be won during the week, but it can be lost during the week if you don't have that focus and that energy in the preparation for Sunday. Because you, you'll always come out and have energy on Sunday, but if you didn't put in the work with that level of focus and dedication to the commitment of being a great professional during the week, it doesn't matter about the energy on Sunday if the preparation wasn't built as a foundation. Hoff, this last week was tough, right? I mean, it was... Uh... Miles was spoke and, it, and it, that was tough to hear. Chief spoke and spoke some truth. Um, and the one thing that we had talked about is like, you know, who are the guys who are going to lead this team? And those two guys have very different approaches. They had very different approaches last week in their availabilities, but both were monsters on Sunday. Miles had, I think, the defining game of his season for sure to this point. And Chief had one of the great catches that you'll ever see when you think about what it meant on a fourth down in that moment. Um, if, if you would, sir, just speak to those two guys, kind of their week, and then the games that they played on Sunday. The most important thing to be a leader in that locker room is how you perform on game day. You know, words are great. Having the presence of being able to hold the attention of 52 other men in a locker room or in a meeting room, that's great. <clears throat> but it falls pretty flat, and it seems pretty hollow if you can't back it up on Sundays. And for those two guys to be able to say what they said and then go and back it up on Sunday in big moments in, I mean, I feel like every game was a must win game this season, but if there ever was a must win so far, it was this one because this kept your playoff hopes alive and to be able to go out and do what we hadn't been able to do most of the season. And that was finish strong in the fourth quarter by those two guys. I think that goes a long way to building credibility and leadership amongst your teammates. Um, and, as we kind of look through the rest of this season and then, you know, the next season when we all assume that it's going to then quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, which the team and the expectations are going to look a lot different um, to have those guys playing at their best to finish this season and being some of the leaders on their side of the football, I think is huge for this team as we have big expectations for next season. Best catch you've seen in your time with the Cleveland Browns, given the moment, the magnitude, all of it? I think so. You know, it's always hard to, to dis discern the superlatives without, like, getting an opportunity to, to have somebody rank them for me. You know, the good yeah. researchers at Cleveland Browns Daily did not put together my uh, top ten highlights to watch <laughs> and then decide which one was the best one. But uh, with my little brain, I got to think it's up there, right? To be able to make – Big catch in the back of the end zone, jumping up one-handed with basically the season on the line. Yep. Yeah. I can't remember a better one. 
Maybe maybe you guys can. I mean, I'm no. I'm trying to no. rack my brain yeah. for one that's comparable, but I can't even come up with a comparable one. I mean, Jarvis, there's there's some great ones that have happened, but I can't think when you, when all of it is factored in. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's it was a season it, saver for it, sure. And that's how the one in Cincinnati in 2020 felt. That's the one yeah. comparison I made to it with Baker hit Donovan Peoples Jones, but yeah. that was a game winner. You knew it was over right yeah. there. And that kind of got that season going. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some we're forgetting. Yeah. But, you know, Braylon had that incredible season. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's something we're forgetting there. But um, all things considered, it was it was certainly right there. Gibby wants to know, he wants us all to be honest, would you have gone for two at the end of regulation, Hoff? So whenever I'm kind of thinking, you know, from a coach's mindset perspective of, do you go for two at the end or do you kick the extra point? I I'm also, I'm thinking a lot about, where we are momentum wise in the game like how tired is their defense where i feel like i've got a good two-point conversion play and this defense is on their heels um or i also want to consider like do i feel like i'm the underdog and i'm fortunate to have this opportunity to basically get a coin flip and win the game because that's kind of what a two-point conversion is it's about roughly a coin flip um whether you make it or not and if you feel like you're pretty fortunate to sit there and have a chance to win on one play then you go and you take the two-point conversion attempt. But I thought that in that moment, it actually was a pretty good decision because it felt like the momentum was on our side. The way we were playing, we kind of had the Buccaneers' defense on their heels. They were starting to get a little banged up. I think Nick Chubb was starting to wear on them. And you just felt like if you took him into overtime, you would have a chance to win that. Now, I think the wild card, of course, is Tom Brady's on the other side. Now, it wasn't his best game of his career, but he's still Tom Brady. And you get really nervous about the way our defense has played all season long, do we, you know, potentially you lose the coin flip and you have to kick off and now Brady goes down the field and scores, you're going to be kicking yourself for not having a chance to win the game in that moment um, when you had an opportunity to go for two. So with all that uh, nonsense being said, I, I probably would have gone for it now that I've talked myself out of it with Brady on the other sideline. I don't want to give him a chance to have the ball back. I would have. I, I was. I would have gone for it. All right, here, I'll tell you why I know. We're, I think we're forgetting we're forgetting that there were 32 seconds, 37 seconds when we scored. 32 seconds when mm -hmm. we scored. And they had all three timeouts. Even if you got that two, if they got a field yeah, goal, so it's not over, right? you yeah. would have lost. True. And they would have been significantly more aggressive in the pursuit of that field goal. On first down, he checked it down to Rashad White for one yard. And they didn't. They let 17 seconds run off the cup. They were not in a hurry. If we didn't, if Denzel didn't get that pass to Julio Jones over his head, they're not even thinking about throwing. I think they were happy to go in right to overtime. If we had gone for two, gotten it, they're going to be real aggressive to get a field goal there. And it's not like it was over. If it was the last play mm -hmm. of the game, I I would tend to be more inclined to say like, there's no time on the clock. We're winning it right here, or we're not. Yeah. I would be more inclined to go for two, but going for two did not guarantee us a win. It could have guaranteed us a loss, and it did not guarantee us a win. Mm -hmm. The the other thing that factored yeah. into my head why I would have gone for two is I had just seen us miss an extra point or a field goal from relatively short distance, and that had not been a strength of us going into this season. So I, it, I'm going. I would. I was nervous as we lined up for the damn extra point. To be quite honest, I was terrified I that was we were going to miss. Panic. I was terrified we were going to miss the extra point and at the end of the game i'm sitting around my father-in-law's yelling kick the field goal i'm like no nick chubb three times nick chubb keep giving it to nick that's all i wanted to see 
So I, I was I had two schools of thought at the end of the game. School of thought one, let's just run it in with Nick Chubb, but now you've taken center quarterback exchange into the mix. Yeah. Right? You have taken uh him getting hit, something just Oh yeah. Jacoby I know be tripping going away from the line. There's a lot of times where the ball could hit the ground. They're gonna be absolutely trying to rip the ball out. Mm-hmm. So that made me nervous. I thought maybe we would, were going to run it down when we let the clock run for a little bit, but then we took a timeout with like 20 seconds left, I want to say, in overtime. I thought what we were going to do at the time was let it run down to call it eight, ten seconds, mm-hmm. line up for the field goal. If you have a perfect operation, you kick the field goal. If anything wonky happens, you take it, you kneel, you have another timeout left, and then you can try it again. So you basically get two shots at a perfect operation yeah. to kick the field goal. I, so I was, but I liked it because we took the timeout at 24. We could have run it down to about 10 and then still had a timeout left. But I love that we ran it in even better. Fantastic. Yeah, I, there's, it all worked. Thank right. God it all Whatever worked. Whatever so there's nothing to worry about. Last thing we got to get to out of the gates here, Hoff. All right. I have had to deal with uh, growing up where I did. And even here, uh, I have dealt with the skunk many a time. Uh, I've Same. seen these we skunks. Had you've had you've had oh, the skunks. Yeah. Oh yeah, you had one too. I know you have them in Wisconsin. In your life, have you seen a skunk around that many people just casually motor around, eat snacks, not spray, and then just walk out of the building? Unreal. It's funny that that happened uh, this weekend because. We were out at the farm for Thanksgiving this past weekend with my wife's family and my second daughter, Cameron, uh, came running inside and goes, dad, there's a skunk outside. Can we go get the gun and shoot it? And I was like, no, no. the last thing you want to do with a skunk, it doesn't matter almost where you hit it. It is going to stink up a area the size of a city block. Um, and to your point, Bo, skunks are not very friendly and and Mm -mm. not only are they not friendly but they don't even like being around people so you very rarely see them around houses and barns like you'll see them way out in the pasture or something like that but it's not like these things like being around other animals or other people and so to find like some victory skunk in first energy stadium that just casually strolls around and visits and shakes hands with fans was uh made me think there was something else going on here there's got to be like a skunk conspiracy that this is like some uh trained pet skunk that we need to find out some more information about i'm not opposed to thinking that that's the truth because i've never seen anything like it like it was a show skunk like it was a show skunk that somebody Mm -hmm. brought that thing in there because there's just i've seen my fair share man that is not as normal skunk no they go nuts and they would have sprayed everybody they spray everybody I mean, if you even make noise, like they don't want a part of it, like they're, they're skittish. This guy was not. I've never, this guy was so emboldened. Socialized. Yeah, very. And then I think he left and ran out to probably, he knew his way home. He was like a skunk dog. I don't know. He could have gone out to a nice seafood dinner. I have no clue. He was like Pepe Le Pew. That was my guy. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I don't know. I've never seen a skunk behave like that. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. We have game balls on Victory Monday coming up, and we will go around the league and talk about the reinstatement of Deshaun Watson as well, which is coming up here in about an hour and 40 minutes. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Back to pass. Here come the Browns. Right at Brady, and they got him. Miles Garrett got him. He got him by the right angle and knocked him down back at the 35-yard line with 3.19 left to go and the clock running, and the Browns are going to get another crack with the ball. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. On the team, and that's not Nick Chubb, even though he was fantastic. It was Jacoby Brissett because um, emotionally, I think me, you guys, Browns fans, we've become very attached to Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback of our Cleveland Browns, but also as a, as a person. The way he's conducted himself with professionalism, the way he's exceeded expectations, the way he's handled his role as a backup for when Deshaun Watson comes back, I don't think he could have done a better job. I don't think anybody could have done a better job. Um, And I think watching him get a win against his mentor, against Tom Brady in his last game as the starter before Deshaun comes back next week, uh, I got a little emotional. And Me too. Obviously, the way the game ended probably had a little bit of something to do with it. But I think there's a deep connection that I've felt that Jacoby has built with the fans in Cleveland and to see him get that win and then get the game ball, the most heralded award that one can possibly get in the NFL is the CBD uh, offensive game ball. That's right. And it gives me great pride to be able to give him that honor because he's deserving uh, more than any words that I can say. It was so cool, and I shared this earlier. Uh, I got to talk to Jacoby at his locker afterwards. He's just such a great guy. I got emotionally when I was talking to him because I know how much it meant to him, and he's just awesome. And so now to not the cherry on top, the game ball from the Hoff. I mean, what a treat there. I'll give it to the Chief. That catch was insane. It was sublime. It was as good as you're going to see given the moment, the pressure, everything about it. His words earlier in the week that leading up to that, about we got to execute, we got to come through, we got to do it, it's on us. And then for him to go do that, I thought was awesome. Bravo, bravo, David Njoku. Yeah, I mean, that. I think those are the three, and then the other would be Nick Chubb. So I go last, and I, I go Nick Chubb there. He was sensational. Um, I was thrilled to see him get to score it and put the damn thing away. Workhorse effort out of him, 26 carries uh, for Nick, the long one of 28, the touchdown that's the game winner to clinch it. Um, he was he was sensational and everything that we thought this was how this would look right I mean honestly guys if, if you look at that more attempts than you normally would expect out of Jacoby when we drew this whole thing up but 34 carries 189 rushing it as a team yep. that seemed about where we would be 210 through the air that seemed about where we'd want to be and if we did that we'd win a lot of games sometimes we did sometimes we didn't because of other factors but uh, Nick Chubb is uh, he's the man he's a good it's I'm damn glad he's our guy guys people are all obsessed with the stat that you know Brown have not lost a game in which Nick Chubb has received 20 carries. The real one is we're undefeated all time because Nick, we have lost a game in Nick Chubb's career where he's yeah. had 20 carries. We've never lost a game where Anthony Schwartz takes a carry, though. That's really the only one that matters. <laughs> I don't know. Nice work. Just saying. Just, just saying. saying. Just saying. Um, all right. Defensive game ball Z, you get the honors on this one. I'm going to give it to my guy. I'm wearing the DB hoodie today. I'm going to give it to my guy, MJ Emerson. Mm locked up on Mike Evans, six targets to Mike Evans, one-on-one with MJ Emerson, zero catches, Uh, a phenomenal performance by him. And, you know, there was talk, you know, should we put, uh, you know, Denzel Ward on Mike Evans? Nay, Jeff Howard, Brand Lynch, they said, nay, 
Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch what this guy did to Mike Williams earlier in the season? No, the kid's a gamer, man. Let's put him on Mike Evans. How you like that? And yeah, there was one where Evans got the best of him, and Brady could have dropped it in the bucket, didn't. But for the most part, he was everywhere. I love that he's not afraid to tackle. He competes. MJ Emerson has been just such a breath of fresh air. Game ball. Yeah, game ball for him. I'll go to 95 on this one. That's the kind of the no-brainer one. Um, and sometimes the obvious is rewarded because it, it's as it should be. Miles had two of the more important sacks of his career in that game, um, the one in the fourth and the one in overtime, just absolutely critical in both cases. You don't win, I don't think, without either one of them, and he got both of them, uh, especially after the week. It was a tough week for everybody around yes. here last week. And so for him to ball out and show out like that, especially coming off of getting banged up, I loved it. Hoff. I'm going to go with Clowney. He had uh, four tackles in the game. He added a half a sack on that <clears throat> Miles Garrett sack where Tom Brady was trying to step up and uh, kind of forced Tom Brady to step up in the pocket. Jadevian was right there, had beaten the right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, to the inside. And so they kind of sandwiched Brady back there in the pocket and a big third down. Um, and he had a TFL. I thought he was instrumental in the run game, not allowing Tampa yep. to get – too much going there, uh, which is really, that's the reason he's here. And I think throughout his career, he's been an excellent run defender. He's one of the best at disrupting plays, getting into the backfield. He's not always been a big sack guy, but his presence is always felt in the run defense. And so having him out there, um, I think was big for our run defense to try to get back on track as we're trying to finish this season uh, and give ourselves an opportunity to make the playoffs. We've got to be able to stop the run. And I thought he was a big part of making some progress in the game yesterday all right one wild card game ball i go first on this one i'm going mother nature mm. wind wasn't too bad rain wasn't too bad misty at the end and the reason i'm giving her the game ball is because the fans got to have another good one yes and so that was sweet so jacoby got to go out on top uh in, in terms of his run the fans got to see a good one um and the weather was not an issue you thought maybe it would be it didn't end up being good job out of you mother nature hoff who gets your uh Wild card game ball. Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Starting to do some good things on special teams in the punt return. He had five chances for 75 yards, including yep. a, a long one of 29, which was in a big moment in the game. A uh, couple catches, but he just continues to kind of be that reliable guy that um, makes everybody better on special teams, makes everybody better on offense, just kind of finding that role. And it'll be fun because of his ability to make contested catches to kind of see what he looks like when Deshaun Watson's back there, making plays outside the pocket, getting off script, throwing some 50-50 balls up, letting Donovan Peoples-Jones go get it. I think he's got an opportunity now with Deshaun coming out there next week to kind of take his game to that next level. Yeah, I'm bummed for DPJ. Had he gotten 50 yards in this game, he would have set a new Browns franchise record eight straight games with 50 yards and said he'll settle for a tie at seven uh. with Josh Gordon in 2013 when he mm. led the NFL in receiving, playing alongside the Huff. Uh, you talk DPJ, Jerome Ford gets a little consideration at another 40-plus yard kickoff return. So he's had two returns this year, longer than any we've had, it feels like, in a long, long time since Dontrell Hilliard had a 70-yard return a few years ago. But I'm going to go with JOK. JOK was challenged by his coaches to be assignment sound. And if he wasn't, he was not going to play a lot of snaps. 
Well, he played just about every snap for the Browns on defense in this one. He played 66 out of the 69 snaps. He was our highest-graded player at Pro Football Focus. He led the team in tackles, had a tackle for loss, and he was excellent in coverage as well. He was right there getting PBUs, being right around the ball every time he needed to be. I thought JOK had one of his best games, uh, and that's really two out of the last three because he was great against Baltimore as well. Uh, before getting injured and missing a couple. And to see him have another great game like that was very encouraging. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Mr. Zagura? Real quickly, can I just cheat again? And because he's been so maligned, the much maligned, oft maligned Joe Woods. Sure. Pretty darn good game plan. Yelled Tom Brady completely in check. He goes eight of his last 19 in the game when it mattered the most, and the Browns' defense stepped up. And you heard a lot of the players say, schematically, we were absolutely prepared and put in great spots for this one. All right, good stuff there. Good stuff coming this week. Deshaun Watson will play on Sunday. He will practice on Wednesday, and away we go. Go around the AFC North as well. That's all coming up next on this Victory Monday edition. Presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. He's got it. It's a little high. Then they give it off to Hunt. He reverses it to Schwartz. He's wide open. 25-20 with Brissett blocking. 10-5. Touchdown, Anthony Schwartz. What a play. It went from Brissett to Hunt to Schwartz. And Brissett became the lead blocker. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors. Upgrade the look and value of your home with new siding for Renew Home Exteriors, ranging in every architectural style in over 50 colors. Save thousands this month during the Renew Home Exteriors end-of-year siding sale, 24 months, no interest, and no payments. Take advantage of end-of-the-year deals before January 1 price hikes kick in. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. As we continue on a victory Monday, the Joe Thomas hour of the program. Deshaun Watson expected to be officially cleared here in an hour and 20 minutes uh, and reinstated back to the NFL. He will begin practicing on Wednesday. Obviously, Joe, there is no template for this. Um, we've had to deal with certain stuff with Josh Gordon in the past, and maybe that's most similar. What, what, when you think of how this is going to be integrated, he's been practicing for about a month. What, what do you, how do you think this goes? Well, honestly, I think it's going to be a pretty smooth process. Because if you guys remember when I was there in training camp and we were going uh, with the goofy back and forth about how long Deshaun was going to get suspended and was he going to play in the preseason and what was he going to practice – Stefanski did a pretty nice job of kind of keeping things seemingly normal when you were around the team, when you were at practice, when they were at meetings. And he did a really good job of not allowing that to distract the team from what they were trying to get done. And I expect the same thing in this situation. I think they'll probably announce, hey, Deshaun Watson's back. He's our starting quarterback this week. Now let's go to business and start focusing on what we're going to control, which is the preparation for the game on Sunday. And I think one thing that's really powerful is if you think about the brain right you think about kids if you get them something to focus on and and you give them a task like they're really good at sitting down and working on something or you know doing the details that are 
are necessary to be able to complete a task. But if you don't give the brain anything to think about, it'll find something to think about. And that's when, you know, idle hands uh, do the devil's work. And, you know, if you don't give the players a lot on their plate to focus on during the week of practice, then they might get distracted by the change at quarterback and all the drama that's going to surround Deshaun going back to Houston. But I think with Stefanski, he's going to give them more than they can handle with game plan work and preparation and film study. And then I think everybody knows that Deshaun is a different level of quarterback than Jacoby. That's why you brought him here. And now all of a sudden you're in every game, no matter what the score is. It's almost like when, you know, I talked with Mitchell about Mitchell Schwartz about playing with the chiefs. And he's like, we didn't really look at the scoreboard. We didn't really care because when you've got a quarterback that can score 14 or 21 points in three quick possessions, like you don't care if you're losing a game. It doesn't always have to be the long, hard way with him at quarterback. So I think that added excitement about knowing how explosive the offense can be. I'm not saying they're going to be there right away, but the potential is there. I think everybody's going to be really buttoned up and focus on doing their part during this week of preparation to make sure that they are ready to be at their best on Sunday. Is there any advantage at all to the fact that we are now uh, in week 13 going to run a different offense many ways than what we've run all year? Yes, a little bit. Um, I, I think the benefit is similar to if you fire your offensive coordinator or you, you have an interim coach take over in the middle of the season. Like now everybody's kind of wondering what your tendencies are going to be. What are you going to feature? What route concepts are you going to run out of certain formations? And so basically all the scouting work that they've done up until this point on tendencies and all the things that you usually use from a statistics and probability standpoint to build your defensive scheme for that week, it kind of goes out the window. So you have the element of surprise uh, against your defense that you're going to be going against. Now, obviously they know the concepts are going to be similar and they're going to kind of maybe look back at some of the things Deshaun did well when he was with Houston and some of the things that Savansky was trying to do with him and trying to extrapolate um, on what a game plan could look like. But, They'd just be guessing. Whereas we know what we're going to do. They're trying to guess to figure out what the best defenses are to be able to handle what we're going to throw at them with Watson. It's going to be the, it's going to be the damnedest thing. It's going to be wild. He hasn't played in two ga- two years, almost two calendar years since he's played a game. The last we saw him, Joe and Z, I'm sure you would agree. He was a top four or five quarterback in the league. He's an ultimate weapon. Um, this type of offense I'm trying to think, like, how many times, like, Kaepernick, that one year um, in San Francisco, they kind of ran some of this type of stuff with Greg Roman a little bit. But you typically don't have a quarterback this athletic and with this type of arm strength and accuracy in this type of offense. It's why Kyle traded for Lance is because he was trying to find this yeah. in Watson. So I don't – I have no idea what to expect Sunday. I think it's going to be electric, and I think we're going to have a lot of explosive play. I think we're going to operate – a lot more out of 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers, to take advantage of Deshaun Watson. Uh, we're going to spread people out. I think you're going to see Nick Chubb running against much lighter boxes than he's accustomed mm-hmm. to running against, and I think we have an opportunity to be even more dynamic as a running team and obviously more dynamic as a passing team. I, I think you're going to see some uh, right options, uh, RPOs, much more of an RPO game than we currently run. Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff that we have not shown that we will be able to come out and show. And I think it's fortunate, Hoff, and I don't know if you agree with me, you can't take any team lightly in the NFL, but 
you're getting a Houston Texans team right now that is the worst team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And so even if it takes him, you know, a quarter or two to get going, we still should be in a very good spot in this game. Yeah, uh, you hate to say it's a good opponent to start against. Obviously, there's the drama being that he came from Houston, but they're, they're a team that's looking for a reason to give up. You know, when, when the ball is kicked off, there's probably going to be about 53 dudes wearing Texans helmets that are looking for a reason to mail it in the rest of the game because it's just not a very good team. They held them together pretty good at the beginning of the season. I mean, they had some close losses if you look at their schedule, but it's gotten worse in the last four weeks, five weeks, really. Um, and if Deshaun goes down the field and scores, like there's going to be a lot of sad faces on the sideline looking for places to hide. And I think it's interesting. We talk about, you know, what is this offense going to look like? Deshaun Watson's one of the few quarterbacks in the NFL that if you had to do like some type of weird musical chairs game with all the offensive playbooks, and you just made every quarterback in the NFL keep walking around the circle until they landed on a playbook when the music stopped, Deshaun could run any of them. He just has no limitations in his game because he can throw the ball from the pocket accurately, down the field, intermediate, short passes. He could run a West Coast offense that's just dink and dunk. And he can run the Shanahan-type offense, like you mentioned. That's why they gave uh, gave up all those resources for Trey Lance is because to be able to get outside the pocket, throw on the run, but also attack teams with your legs, with some of the RPO stuff, some of the zone read stuff, some of the bootleg naked stuff like he can do it all. And so the Browns really can. I mean, it's got to be a fun feeling for an offense coordinator to just be able to do whatever you want. Now, obviously, I think a big consideration is, OK, what is the skill set around him able to do best? Sure. Right. Um, so I think that that'll be a big consideration. And when defensive coordinators are looking at, you know, what are we going to try to do to stop this team? What is the defenses we're going to put in this week and install? They're probably going to look at as much what Amari Cooper does well and Donovan Peoples-Jones and the Chief and our running game and how those things fit together because there's nothing that Deshaun can't do well. No, and that's what's exciting. I mean, that's yeah. that's why this, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. It also, it's just, that's the it's that's the other part of it is, is just not knowing. It's just been a long time since he's played and had live bullets. I mean, it's one thing to practice. He had the drive in the preseason, two in the preseason, two drives. Yeah. Um, so nothing. it's been a lot, nothing compared to what he's going to get uh, on Sunday. So it just, it's just going to be wild. And I think we're all just anxious to see it. And we'll be anxious to talk about it uh, next week with Hoff. I can't tell you Hoff in the over-unders you have, um, you have now, you are in a tie with Z. Uh, hmm. You beat him by a game this week. Gibby is Hoff. now just two games behind. Gibby oh. is lurking. Man, pressure's on here. It really is. So we'll, uh, we'll get those for you this week. Great, <laughs> great stuff as always, Hoff. We'll talk to you again next week. My pleasure, guys. Looking forward to talking to you guys. It's my birthday next uh, Sunday, so we'll be oh celebrating Christmas yes. early, unwrapping like, oh. the Deshaun Watson playbook present, and then we could celebrate my birthday maybe a day late on uh, Monday for a victory Monday. Oh, my god! I was going to say, I wait a that. second. That's in my calendar, and I was like, it is not. When you said, <laughs> the way you said it like that, I was going to like fall out of my chair. Calendars let you down. I was like, no, no way. No, we've exactly. got we've got an alert on next this week, thing. Boys. No way. Yeah. yeah. Next week, All right, Hoff. December the 4th. Happy right, early birthday, Hoff. Thank Let's go. Nothing quite. Nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and Twisted Tea. Tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's Thirst Down Gold. Twisted Tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. We have a scores tonight uh, with Gibby's. This I can't. It's the first time I've ever seen Steelers. 
and not squealers or pits puke in the rundown. I've never seen their actual name. Because Connor a did it. Oh, see, there you go. That's there why. you go. You listen to Check. Cleveland Browns Slay. daily. He does everything now. He, he does the, the ro- he's going to the, the remotes. remotes. Yeah, you don't. We're he does it all. You're listening. You listen to Cleveland. No, you Browns don't. Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans. Cleveland Browns Daily broadcasting live for Buffalo Wild Wings. Avon Lake tomorrow from 1 to 3. Browns alumni Greg Pruitt will be on site signing autographs for one hour during the remote from 1 to 2. Visit Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn more. Um, we have a little Monday nighter tonight. Yeah, sure. I yeah. bet this is one of those games that Joe Buck goes, hmm. I left the Fox A game of the week for, <laughs> for this. this guy. Yeah. He did get to have Thanksgiving with his family, though, right, he for the did. first time in 25 years. Yes, he did. Yeah. It is the Squealers visiting Indianapolis, the 4-6-1 and one Colts. Everybody thinks they're back. They came back to earth a little bit after Jeff Saturday's second game. Uh, an interesting one tonight to see if the Colts are indeed – a contender or a pretender, Bishop. What say you? I like the Colts at home uh, by a field goal, and that's that's all I need. So I, I think it's an ugly game, twenty to seventeen, something like that. I think Indy wins at home by a field goal. Same, yeah. I don't have a great feel for this one. I could have gone either way. They win by one. They win by three. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, Not gonna great. be watching it. No, no, no. I is there a Manning cast? If there's a Manning cast, I'll watch that. There probably is with Indy. I bet there is. God, they haven't been on. And Jeff Saturday? I bet there is. I bet there's a Manning cast tonight. That would make sense. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, All right, enjoy your Victory Monday, kids. The next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.